Welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. Today I'm joined by Joe McInnes, who will be directing Hamlet here at the Guildhall School between the 17th and 22nd of February in the theatre at Milton Court. Along with Joe, we also have final year actors Theo Cowan, Joe Eyre and Adam Garrett, who all share the role of Hamlet. Well, a very warm welcome to you all. It's great to have you here. Um, I think we'll start with Joe, actually, because you don't have much time to just today. Very, very busy. But um, as I was saying earlier, along with Martin Hudson, who's directing Henry V here at the school, you're also quite a well-respected actor in your own right. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, you're an actor in your own right. I'm an actor, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I respect him. Uh, okay. If I can answer for that, but uh, yeah, I'm, L- like, I was. Like Martin, you've chosen to go into directing. Yeah. Um, so what made you want to, to do that? Um, basically, I think just wanting to take a bigger view of a play. So to see a play as a whole and to be able to stand back and observe a play from a different perspective. And that started to happen quite naturally in rehearsal rooms. And I found myself sort of sitting outside of the character and looking around. And that just grew and grew until I no longer wanted to sit in the character. So basically, that's, yeah, that's a potted version of, of how the journey and to be closer, not closer to the writer, but to have a different relationship with text, I think, was a desire that just grew and grew. And so what, what, what was your first sort of directing job? How did you get uh, into that? Well, basically, I was doing a play because I always said to my husband that I wouldn't ever direct until I was very, very old. <laughs> um, well, that certainly isn't the case. Um, <laughs> because I felt that... Uh, I would only then stand, feel like I could take the responsibility of standing um, in front of a group of actors and taking them on a journey because for me that is a very precious responsibility and I didn't want to take it easily. Um, But that day when I was speaking to him, uh, we were walking through the park, literally two or three hours later we were now in a pub and a phone call came from an actor that I was working with in a play which I wasn't enjoying, it has to be said. And I wasn't enjoying the process at all. And the actor rang and he said, I've just got this fantastic play from New York and I think we should do it. And I said, what do you mean? Be in it? I, I don't understand. He said, no, I really think you should direct it. And I think that we should do it. Um, and then I walked back in the pub and I said, I've just been asked to direct a play and we did it and it and it was extraordinary and we just wrote to all of the very rich and famous friends that we had and asked them to cough up some money so that we could put a decent production on of this play and within six six or eight weeks we'd started rehearsals so it was just like a of energy that's incredible especially two hours after saying that you wouldn't be directing for years absolutely freaky So what, what, what are the sort of challenges that you, you, you face sort of going into directing? What would you say the, the main ones were? Um, I think you've got to be a good listener. I think you've got to be able to hear what people are saying beyond the word. And that is not just as characters, but as 
you be able to listen to what your actor needs. Um, and But it didn't feel very different to me, to be honest. It, it wasn't like this massive change. When we started rehearsing, I didn't feel like I was doing a new job. I just felt like I just sort of sidestepped, but it didn't feel like this huge new role. Apart from, presumably, when you're... You know, you just have the job of doing your 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 role as an actor, mm. and then you're the director, and you have this responsibility for the entire sort of, you know, from the from the beginning, from like getting, mm. you know, funding and things like that, uh, yeah. to, to the very end, to you know, seeing people in the in the theatres. That you you'd I seem love to have... that responsibility, <laughs> though. I absolutely love it. It's a total joy. I mean, it's hard, and it's um, I made some mistakes, you know. Uh, obviously, and will continue to, but um, I enjoy that responsibility. I really enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like a thing when you enjoy something, does it? It just comes, it feels like it's something natural. And so, moving on a little bit more towards the Guildhall School, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you're, you're directing uh, from the 17th of February um, in the theatre, which is a, a lovely is that space. Where we start? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, that's good. Is that worrying? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's okay. just over two weeks away uh, from from when we're recording this podcast. Um, so you know, maybe talking a bit about Hamlet because um, there's there's a lot of um, you know you have obviously three of your Hamlets here today. Mm. Um, how are you? You know, what's the vision behind sharing those those leads? How is it going to work in, in practice? Well, I don't want to give too much of that away, if you don't mind. But, uh, uh, but basically, uh, it feels that... So, I don't really have a problem with there being lots of Hamlets. I mean, one, it's a huge role that has many different facets. And it feels that in a drama school, it would be wrong to give it to one person. One, to put so much weight on one person's shoulders. And two, to for the to sort of pick out a person as you are the Prince of Denmark, you know, and I think that that could be a curse for one person. So the sharing thing came quite naturally, and then we thought, and to me, it's the ultimate piece of storytelling, Hamlet. I mean, I just fall in love with it. I mean, without sounding like a lovey, I fall in in love with it more and more and more. It's, It's the most extraordinary love affair um, to have with a story and it doesn't fit it, it's storytelling as far as I'm concerned and so if you decide to tell a story in with four hamlets or with 16 it feels like the hugeness of the subject matter and the beauty in which it's been taken on by Shakespeare feels that it can bear a lot of weight and so it just feels quite natural it doesn't feel odd um, and also we've made a thing of it so we've not said we've not tried to hide it so we've decided that it's a group of players who are coming to put on Hamlet in Milton Court and we've decided that they it was between sort of 1915 1920 in Denmark but that's very loose because Anna who's a designer who's phenomenal we're creating our own universe of storytelling for it, so we're using that as a basis. Um, so everyone, all the Hamlets, are very much aware of each other, 
and what each other are doing. So it's not like we're trying to hide it. Actually, what we're doing is we're making a, we're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and they all feed off of each other in some way. Uh, so all the actors are present anyway throughout the whole thing. So it feels that maybe this group of players, they all change roles and that, that night they decided that you, you, you and you and another <laughs> night it might be someone else. But that's just our story, you know. Um, we don't want to overburden it. Um, so we enjoy it. Okay. And I, okay, well, let's, let's go on to some of the hamlets that we have here. Um, I mean, how are you finding sort of all being Hamlet? How do you how do you approach being Hamlet? Anybody want to start start off with that? <laughs> Just what Joe was saying about uh, being a curse with one person—it's sort of like really superb having lots of people because mm. it tricks all of us out of ourselves into what, mm. like watching Joe Theo Page. And then seeing yourself in it, and then working, and we all move forward faster together. It, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a huge role, but I, I don't feel a heavy weight or a burden, mm. Mm. Um, purely because I've got so much support from yeah. the other guys playing Hamlet and the whole cast, and it's like mm. it doesn't seem like a massive thing. Mm. So do you do you all sort of work together on like you know bouncing you know your character? Characters off each other, like how am I going to do this? Or we, d- d- does that sort of does that how is that how it works? Yeah, we don't try to ask questions without saying, like, how do I do this? It's more like, why do I do this? So we work together sometimes, and then we start to we and we also work separately, which feels important. But they're all their own Hamlet. We're not trying to homogenize the role. So like in the film. Bob Dylan really you have different different faces of Bob Dylan you know from a child to Kate Blanchett um, we've got Paige who unfortunately can't be here today so we've got a female Hamlet we, we, do, we don't uh, we're, we're not trying to become one mm-hmm. we're supporting each other's part of the story um, as much as possible fantastic um, you're going to be in the theatre and I know some some of you have already been in the theatre doing the Chekhovs, uh, one of the Chekhovs last last year. But for others, it's a it's a new experience. Yeah, fair to say. Yeah, we were well. We worked in the studio theatre um, on the Seagull, me and Joe, mm-hmm. um, and we went into the space uh, into the main theatre uh, for the first time on Saturday, and it's really amazing. <laughs> Sort of the acoustics were so surprising. I was it's amazing how sort of quietly you could talk and actually be heard. I, w- I was very surprised by it. Mm. Um, it's an absolutely <coughs> beautiful theatre. Yeah, really it just it really seems to kind of um, make life easy, and it's a beautiful space to be in. It, 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 it's it's um, it feels very intimate while still being an exciting and dynamic space to be in it doesn't feel like you have to sort of um, do great acting yeah, yeah. <laughs> although well, obviously you will <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah well hopefully but <laughs> kind of by accident maybe <laughs> yeah. um, I mean it, you know, you're, you're training to be professional actors so as, mm. as training spaces go it must be quite sort of exciting to, mm. to have that sort of space available to you um, 
obviously it's quite sort of techn- technologically advanced, I imagine. Uh, what's, what sort of you know, technical aspects are you going to be using uh, in the sort of staging of it? Uh, it's very simple what we do I mean actually saying that it's um, it's not actually it looks very simple and that's for me genius of good sets when they don't overtake what's happening the story so there's a lot of simplicity in it uh, but we are using certain we're using some of the very high tech equipment um I don't want to give too much away, but we are. We're, we're playing with the toys. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, well, we'll, we'll They're le- not going to go to waste. <laughs> we'll leave some mystery to it. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about now is, is Hamlet itself, the storyline. And obviously it's one of Shakespeare's most well-known um, sort of plays. Um, somebody who doesn't know much about Hamlet, what, what's it about? Um... Hamlet is uh, <laughs> wow. Hamlet is a, um, a story about a young man who's the prince of Denmark, who, um, when we first meet him, is sort of is overcome by grief about the recent, uh, very sudden death of his father, and is very confused and angry because his mother, who's the queen, seems to have remarried to his uncle Claudius very very quickly without properly sort of grieving um, the dead father. And he's very lost and very lonely, and then he gets some information (laughs) (laughs) that may or may not um, be true. (laughs) But uh, he's told by a ghost that his uncle Claudius has murdered his father. And so begins a sort of... Epic tale. Very epic, (laughs) very exciting... Mm. Very fast-paced, I think we're finding story. Yeah, about yeah, madness and um, grief and love and 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 it's it's it's, it's about everything. Yeah, it's, it's got bizarre. everything. It's a delicious cocktail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic. That- <laughs> well, that that I think that's probably given us a a pretty good sense of of what it's about. And obviously, we can't talk too much about the the staging itself. You know, we don't want to give too much away otherwise Joe will be unhappy with us <laughs> yes. um, so let's let's talk about how do you find working with Joe as the director now she's out of the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I never never I, uh, sorry excuse me so much trust in her like 100% trust which I haven't experienced before and it, I think it's, it's really helpful for me as an actor mm. to have so much trust in a director it takes a lot of weight off me and it means mm. that my work can be better I suppose but um, yeah it's, she was um, talking about how you have to be a good listener as a director earlier and she's the most amazing listener mm. yeah. yeah and she hears everything and hears your point of view and works with it and she's very in tune with everyone which is so rare with a director mm. To be, to be able to know everyone so quickly within a week, mm. she seemed to sort of know yeah. exactly where everyone was at. Yeah, and um, it's really amazing. Yeah. So she sort of understands you all as people. Yes. Yeah, I, I as mean, well as actors yeah. as well, which is sort of quite odd. Yeah, it feels very sort of like 
like the, in a way the pressure's off and Joe approaches every rehearsal as as a sort of new as a new opportunity to to find something out it never feels like you're having to go over mm. sort of retreading old ground it always feels like a chance to do something to try another way of looking mm. at a, a scene or a, or, a, or a speech or something and that thing about listening that Theo was talking about is something that really seems to <coughs> to have been sort of instilled into the whole company like from us to, yeah. to everyone and, and even people who are playing quite um, relatively small roles in terms of lines they've all got a lot to do but they are so uh, generous with their attention and concentration and it, it just feels like a an exercise in, in very fine storytelling it's yeah so exciting yeah that it must be a great feeling <laughs> to know that somebody's you know there watching you back you know, the whole time you could just get on with, you know, focusing yeah. on, on what, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how do you find, you, you must spend a lot of time with each other, um, especially going into sort of rehearsing and stuff. Mm. How do you find that? Um, I mean, it's quite an unusual situation for, um, you know, any students, I guess, to, to be in, to have to spend, su- you know, such hours working together. But I was saying in the last podcast <laughs> we did uh, for Henry V, mm. that all of the guys in there before we started, they were extremely close you know they just it seems like you've known each other for years and years and years and you've only probably known each other for to coming up to two and a half mm-hmm. years I guess I mean are there any um, you know challenges that you you find spending that much time together yeah yeah it's straight sort of like a forced family <laughs> you know like family is family and it's weird because there is no blood connection but mm. you do have the ups and downs and the knowledge of continually working together for better or worse mm. it's mm. an incredibly strange experience really um, it's bizarre doing sometimes you, you take yourself out of it and you're doing scenes with you know, some of your best friends Yeah, yeah, and it's slightly odd to just get out of that mindset sometimes and be like no this is you know we're just two <clears throat> actors yeah. which is what it would be like going into a company yeah. after drama school um, because when that happens you're going to be sort of plucked out of your nice safe environment here yeah. and yeah. get thrown in with a bunch of people that you have never ever met before and be expected yeah. to perform as you were doing exactly. before and that has its own challenges but I think as well as it that it, it has it is challenging sometimes mm. knowing everyone so well but also it's it's very very comforting mm. and having such a supportive bunch of people um which is something that I really relish and and um slightly scared to leave <laughs> yeah. leave behind yeah people are very quick to 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 go with anything because we know each other and yeah. we trust each other and you feel safe working together and it's um but it's taken a long time I suppose to build, yeah. to build that up and it, it will be well it will be different when, when that's done yeah. so it's, it's a really lovely environment to do something like this in and I think um, I mean what, what I noticed from you know seeing your schedules is that you could be in at you know nine in the morning and not be leaving until sometime 
after eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you deal with that sort of like physical demand of and, and, and mental demand of of you know having that sort of day? Because I mean, when I you know, when I went to university, I was mm-hmm. lucky if I was in there for for two hours um, a day. Yeah. You know, but um, it's completely different for you guys. Do you miss having spare time, or do you have any spare time? I don't know. Yeah. We were, I, we went away in the. We've just been um, on Christmas break, of course, and um, I just got bored after a week without anything mm-hmm. on a without a schedule mm. and without things to do. So I think over having done it for two and a half years or whatever, and had these crazy schedules, I'm just sort of become sort of so used to it now that Mm. when I don't have anything it's weird and it's Mm. almost quite boring Mm. I don't know what you're going to be strange because getting out after getting out (laughs) 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 it's not a prison afterwards it would be sort of a strange thing again of five five, say five week intense rehearsal period and then six months of no work and I think yeah I suppose we'll learn something after leaving of you, sorting your own schedule, sorting out how you work mm. or how you live. Mm. Because I, although I've sort of learned so much here, mm. ridiculous amount for me and, and me as an actor, but mm. there is quite a lot that goes on hold in terms of like how you live your life because mm. obviously your life becomes <laughs> 70 hours a week or whatever here. Mm. So it's an interesting one. I think there's more to be found out after leaving. Yeah. But... I wouldn't have been able to learn about it if I hadn't come here if that makes sense afterwards mm. one leads yeah, to the other right, yeah. I mean is that, is that is that what it's going to be like once you finish at Guildhall School you know when you, when you go into if you get an acting job it's going to be all these crazy schedules and starting at four in the morning maybe or mm. you know mm. ridiculous stuff like that I suppose it's not a bad way to to prepare for, for that sort of yeah, that's true. Yeah. schedule I, you know, one thing I, I talking to people who, who were here <coughs> who left last um, summer who are sort of like the fourth year training, <laughs> but, but they probably wouldn't want me to say that. They're out. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> They've escaped. But but um, some of them have often said to me that it's it's great ha- not being so time poor again. You know, periods where you're in work and other periods where you're not busy, but you can't... I suppose I've got used to, while I'm here, when I'm not doing something to do with guilt or life does slightly grind to a halt because it feels like you give over three years of your life. Do you have any friends outside of <laughs> no. guilt? <or? laughs> no, they've all, no. They're all abandoned. <laughs> abandoned yeah, they're, they're not turning up for dinner several times <laughs> yeah. in a row. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a strange one because I, I, like, well, I had quite a lot of problem last year of like trying to keep yourself anchored to whatever a real, real world is mm. because yeah. it's so you get so lost in here so I think it's yeah. quite important of that Sunday night mm. dinner with neighbours or whatever I'd like things things that, that anchor you to to being a person or I, I don't know I, yeah because li- life there is life outside of yeah. outside of what you love to yeah and it's, yeah. it's surprising but it's really easy to forget it's easy to really yeah. yeah it's so precious as well yeah. you have to and you have to sort of grab it <laughs> I was thinking yeah, about yeah. Polonius' advice. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so everything seems to kind of come to Hamlet at the moment. And we said before that one of us should quote a line. Yes. So I'm going to do it when Polonius gives some very good advice to his son in the play about um, 
grappling your friends to you with hoops of steel. Yeah. And it's... it's, it's, yeah. it's um, He's not the idiot that everyone sometimes makes him out to be felonious, but it's true. You, you, it's it's easy to forget that there's life outside of this sort of this place, and mm. there is, and it's it's really it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been enjoying being in London for the past? I don't know where you're from, but um, you know, uh, have you been enjoying being in in this sort of great city for the past couple of years? It's got a lot to offer, mm. I imagine. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's it's brilliant. It's quite overwhelming. I remember being quite overwhelmed when I first came. Um, but there's so much culture and stuff and the amount of things you can just do on the weekend is, mm. has expanded from my Bristol life. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is um, it's great. There's just endless things and endless places to explore as well. I'm, I haven't been to... You know, I don't even know how what proportion of the city I'm being yeah. to. It's such a massive city. I've been here three and a half years, and I'm I feel like I barely even scratch the surface, yeah. and I just yeah, about yeah. know my way around and have my bearings. You know, which way is south and which way is north, and, yeah. and all the yeah. rest of it. Mm. Um, but it's certainly been been a lot of fun. Um, mm. I think pr- we'll probably round up now with the final question. Uh, very general question, but uh, what are you most looking forward to about this production of Hamlet? And maybe Adam, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, it's a funny one because I think it sort of started. We Joe asked us a similar question when we first started. What are you looking for from this rehearsal process? And for me, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it was this the rehearsal pro- process process that that what it, that had something that I was looking for. I I wanted to be affected by this story. I wanted. For, for Adam the person to to be influenced or learn something from Hamlet and uh, and I think that happens during the rehearsal process not like the show is because it's not it doesn't start with the show it started three weeks ago when we mm. got the script and read it um, and I think I think I'm on my way to, to, to doing it I'm not sure with Joe's help because uh, it's such a phenomenal story and mm. I've loved it for years 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 and yeah, it really speaks to me. Um, so I want, I want it to, to do something to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something good, I hope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Joe? What, what are you looking forward to? Um, I, I, yeah, at the moment, I think I'm looking forward to, to sort of um, um, getting it onto the stage and, and, and getting the audience in, I think. Because rehearsals are wonderful and this is the... the probably the best sort of experience of rehearsal I've had mm. ever um, but for a long time anyway but but it's um, I think the idea of yeah of telling the story to people is, is at the moment quite tantalising we're not ready yet but but when we will be it, it'll be um, hopefully <laughs> it will be very exciting indeed and yeah I'm looking forward to that um, to sharing it with an audience I suppose mm. Theo? Yeah, I mean, these guys have said it really, but um, yeah, it's making such such an amazing story and trying to get that across to an audience is really exciting. Mm. It's a really exciting challenge because some of the language is so beautiful and it's mm. sometimes hard to remember the underlying story and how sort of amazing that is. Um, 
and so it's sort of yeah the excitement of of can we get that across to yeah. to any audience member and and sort of make them feel it mm. yeah I'm sure you're going to all do a fantastic job and it's been really, really great to have you guys all in today. Thank you very much for coming in and you've thank got you. five minutes yeah, until you, you uh, start back at rehearsal. So, <laughs> uh, But another another bit of practice for doing uh, interviews and things like that. Um, great to speak to you all today. Thanks, great. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Alongside our other wonderful final year actors, Theo, Joe and Adam will all be appearing in Hamlet between the 17th and 22nd of February in the theatre at Milton Court. And you can get your tickets from the Barbican box office online, in person or over the phone.